This podcast is recorded in front of a live studio audience at Legend Comics in Omaha, Nebraska. You are listening to the two-headed nerd comic cast with Joe and Mato. All right, the heat is off. We got our future combat hits in. Rubber Sled and I are ready for episode 49. Yeah, oh, 49. Due to a clerical error, folks. It's not a clerical error. 49. Why would you not count certain episodes, you lunatic? two-headed nerd, where we're talking comics and nerd news for the week of Wednesday, January 11th. And as always, we'll be reading your tweets while we do it on a very unlucky Friday the 13th edition of the Two-Headed Nerd Comic Cast. It's Make true. Sure. My name is Matt Baum, and when I'm not still sweating off the hangover from last week's Golden Beppo after party, Super I am drunk. writing about and appraising comics at wordpoint.com. And I'm Joe Patrick, artist and co-creator of Good Plus Online, and when I'm not looking up quotes from Dylan McDermott's sci-fi vehicles to decipher cryptic late-night texts from my co-host... I'm the manager of Legend Comics in Omaha, Nebraska. It was hardware. It was a great movie. This week, you'll hear reviews from Transformers More Than Meets the Eye, number one, and Scarlet Spider, number one. After that, we'll review ten comics so fast, even the Super Saber won't be able to make any sense of it. Super Saber is not that fast. Uh, he's a fast dude. Well, Speed of sound. That's all. We'll pay a visit to the THN Sanctum Sanctorum, where a blood offering from Rick Santorum will allow us to look <laughs> into the future to discuss two of next week's comics. And that was not easy to get, let me tell you. And finally, we'll answer one lucky listener's question or ask a nerd segment. But before we get to the first episode of 2012... The second episode of 2012. Totally the first. Let's bet the whole damn farm on the Patriots this weekend because there's one thing Christian football fans love more than Tim Tebow. It's making bad gambling decisions. Oh, you've done it now. we'll talk about this week's big news. DC Comics announced its first batch of cancellations from the New 52 on Thursday, then immediately softened the blow with the announcement of six new series to replace the ones that got the axe. According to a report from Newsarama.com, Men of War, Mr. Terrific, OMAC, Hawk and Dove, Blackhawks, and Static Shock will end with their eighth issues in April. Then, beginning in May, the new titles will be Batman Incorporated by Grant Morrison and Chris Burnham, Earth 2 by James Robinson and Nicola Scott, which is weird. This is the JSA book that's yeah. been planned. But it's not exactly the JSA as we thought it was going to well, be. Well, it's, yeah, we knew JSA was going to be on Earth 2. Yeah, but they're colliding with other worlds. What does that mean? It means that they're, I don't know. I don't either. It means that they're colliding with other worlds. Speaking of worlds, next up is World's Finest by Paul Levitz, George Perez, and Kevin McGuire which will be about Helena Wayne and Karen Starr from Earth 2, but they're stuck on our Earth. What does that which mean? Which is awesome. <laughs> they're the only heroes? No, no. It means... Our Earth? The Okay, Karen Starr has been in Mr. Terrific, and everyone's like, what's Karen Starr doing there? Is she Power Girl? I don't understand. Ah! The Huntress miniseries, she's going by the name Helena Bertinelli. Right, right, right. But Valerie what, Bertinelli's little sister. Yes. Right, I know. But what they're saying is that these two characters are from Earth 2. They're stuck but on, they're on the, the regular new 52 DCU. Earth. Okay, got it. And I, I took it as on our Earth, like maybe that you'll Tim Tebow is going to get his ass kicked this weekend, right, Power Girl? There's I'm no like, Tim Tebow. I don't know. I think he is magic. <laughs> there's no Tim Tebow in the DC universe. <laughs> Moving on. Dial H by science fiction fantasy novelist China Mayville. Excited about this one. It sounds very cool. Me too. And artist, Italian name. <laughs> I'm sorry. Matteus Santoluoco. There you go. Huh? And uh, this one is, quote, a bold new take on a cl- cult classic about the psychological effects on an everyman who accidentally gains powers to become a hero. Interesting thing to note, 
Karen Berger, head honcho of Vertigo, is editing this series, which takes place in the main DCU. In the script that Joe Patrick has written for the news, the four words together, Vertigo, honcho, Karen Berger, which are just really fun to say out loud. Vertigo, honcho, <laughs> Karen Berger. Hey there, Vertigo, honcho. Uh, according to follow-up interviews, this is going to be kind of right in line with Swamp Thing and Animal Man, which has me kind of excited. Yeah, sounds cool. Uh, next up, GI Combat. Which Better name. Yeah. Way better name. This will be more of the kind of weird war, ta- weird war tales that DC is uh, known for, like The War That Time Forgot, Unknown Soldier, and The Haunted Tank. And it's got some decent names. Uh, JT Kroll, eh. eh. Ariel Olivetti, who I like sometimes. Yeah. Jimmy Palmiotti, Justin Gray, and Dan Panosian on Unknown Soldier. That'll that be sounds awesome. good. And uh, John Arcudi and Scott Collins on Haunted Tank. That will also be awesome. Yeah. I just don't know how this book is going to set itself yeah. differently from Men of War and why this one won't fail. Right. And finally, we have The Ravagers, uh, which will be a spinoff of sorts from Teen Titans, Superboy, and Legion Lost, of all things. And this one will be by... Blast from the past, <laughs> Howard Mackey. Yeah, he's still alive. And art by uh, Ian Churchill. Who's also still alive. Time, I like Ian Churchill. I, I don't know. There's no news about this book. We don't know anything about yeah, what it, it is. It's a spinoff so. from Teen Titans, Time Superboy. Time will tell. And I, sounds, I don't know. <laughs> I barely care. Not all the details regarding the new books are clear at the moment, uh, specifically whether or not Batman Incorporated is an ongoing or if it will end after Morrison's planned 12-issue Leviathan story. I think it could continue with a new writer. I, I guarantee it does. It sells too well. Uh, and though the canceled titles don't come as too much of a surprise, Editor-in-Chief Bob Harris is quick to point out that these characters will uh, still be an active part of the DC Universe and that this second wave is all about world building, building up the, the new DC mythology. Um, Fair enough. People were real concerned about the fact that most of the canceled titles feature uh, ethnic characters. Well, static. The lead guy in OMAC is Asian. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I'm sorry, the books don't sell. Yeah, I mean, if it doesn't sell, it doesn't sell. So yeah. I don't know. I, I'm excited for a number of these ideas. I I think the Earth Two stuff sounds totally fun. Yeah. I mean, I I'm excited for all of it. I guess it's just not what I thought. And I don't know why I'm getting so sh- bent out of shape about the whole colliding worlds thing. It'll probably be fine. Moving along to some Marvel news. First, the publisher announced the return of legendary writer-artist Walt Simonson to the House of Ideas in 2012. Simonson, best known for his iconic run on Thor, which I love more than anything in the world, in the 1980s. Except for your wife. Right? will illustrate a six-issue arc of the Avengers starting <laughs> with issue 25. The arc will be an Avengers vs. X-Men tie-in and will be writer Brian Michael Bendis' final storyline on the title so Joe Patrick can stop crying. What? Finally, now that Bucky is getting his own series, the Captain America and Bucky title is going to go through a few changes. Cullen Bunn will be taking over the book's writing duties beginning in April and the name will become Captain America and Hawkeye. The Cap and Dot 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 series will become a team-up title featuring a rotating cast of guest stars, a la Avenging Spider-Man, drawn by a rotating stable of artists. The first few arcs will feature Avengers characters like Black Widow and Iron Man, beginning with a four-issue Hawkeye story drawn by Secret Warriors Alessandro Vitti, who I really like. I do too. But Bun is pushing for lesser-known guest stars in the future, possible contenders... Union Jack and the Enigma Force, which is 
the Micronauts after Marvel lost the rights to the, the Micronauts. Micronauts. <laughs> micro, 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 Micronauts. <laughs> it's fun. I like it. I just why can't we just get a Marvel team up book? What's with all these titles? All right, because, why are they so afraid of Marvel team up? Because Marvel team up will not sell. Marvel two in one. No. No, Marvel <laughs> 2 in 1 is a name I can't believe was even a thing. Oh, I loved it. Starring the thing. I love Marvel 2 in 1. <laughs> I love Marvel Team Up. But the sad reality in this current economic climate is that those books do not sell. No, the the only thing that's a shame is that the current team isn't going to have anything to do with this. And I'm not saying Cullen Bunn can't do the job. He probably can. But, man, Cap and Bucky, that book has been so good. And I just don't want the quality to change mm-hmm. at all. But has it been so good because we're so invested in Bucky's story? I don't know. And I think when Bucky's just, story moves on to Bucky's book. I don't know. They're just both. I mean, they're just good stories or good stories. It's true. So. It's true. I think I think I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm waiting for Cullen Bunn to kind of have his chance to shine. I am, too. Everything he's written for Marvel so far has been crossover related. Now, let and me ask, is this going to be historical like Cap and Bucky has? No, been? modern day, modern day. Yeah, yeah. See, that really changes the tone of the book quite a bit. It does. It does. But, but we'll see. We'll see. That doesn't mean it can't be good. And as far as the Walt Simonson thing, I think that's fun. I mean, I don't know when the last time Walt yeah, Simonson drew him, anything. We haven't seen him draw anything for quite a while. But if it's Bendis' big send off on the title. Remember what happened when Neil Adams came back? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> there I am picking on the old guys again. In other Marvel news, the publisher, along with its parent company, Disney, were two of several companies to come out in favor of the Stop Online Piracy Act, or SOPA. If it becomes a law, SOPA could make internet providers responsible for piracy, allowing officials and companies to press charges against them for loss of revenue and whatnot. SOPA has been called everything from a last-ditch effort to stop piracy to a sledgehammer designed to kill a mosquito. What do you think, Joe? Is Marvel on the right of their support or just towing the Disney company line? Listen, Matt, I'm not a smart man. Here's the deal. But I know what love is. I'm not going to go into... Tell me what SOPA means. I'm not going to go into a whole lot of it because there's plenty out there in the internet. I encourage everyone to go read up on this because it really is a giant ham-fisted it and toothless law. It sounds bad. It's just... It's punishing the wrong people for these things. It's it's like if if you owned an apartment complex and someone was selling cocaine out of it and they came and took you to prison. I mean, they, well, literally... Well, that would be bad. Yeah. I mean, literally. I mean, they're going to be punishing domain names for things. And when that's not even how a lot of these pirates like pirates can operate under ISPs, they don't even know that this stuff is out there. Not to mention the fact this is American law. So if it's international piracy, who cares? Can't do anything about it. We're going to fly to China and blow up the pirates. I I steal all my intellectual properties from Canada. This is a bit ridiculous. I don't blame Marvel. I'm not jumping on the anti Marvel, you know, censorship bandwagon. I think they don't have much of a choice in this because Disney is an entertainment giant and Disney does lose a lot more money to piracy than Marvel does. Well, and... That said, this is a bad way to try and stop internet piracy. Let me get real serious for a second because I was joking a minute ago. I thought you were going to belch. It's hard not to think that these companies that are lining up in support of SOPA don't just have dollar signs in their eyes. Of course. And I get it. They're corporations. On the other hand... They're corporations, and they have dollar signs in their eyes. Right. And they don't care about the consequences of what this law would mean. And they've realized that punishing the people that enjoy this stuff does not make sense and demonizes them. And this might be a different way to punish someone else, but it's not going to work. Am I I wrong in in saying that it also kind of opens the door for, like, censorship on the internet? 
the government can just well, go in and say, yeah, we're shutting that down. We're yeah, shutting that absolutely. site off without probable cause. Absolutely. absolutely. While we, even if we if just like, while we look into it to make sure we better shut this down for months at a time. And, and you know, ultimately due process at a time at a time where our economy is hurting the the internet creates jobs tons and tons and tons of jobs and if we start putting these ridiculous laws onto all these small websites you are directly affecting small business just because someone gets on a forum and posts hey here's a link to this we shut down that whole website that's not even their fault I mean, this is just, it, it's its too big, it's too clunky, it's toothless. I hope it doesn't pass from, and we'll see what happens, I guess. That's the best we can say about it. Hey. But I don't think this is Marvel's fault. Hey, do you remember when you tried to pirate the Ang Lee Hulk movie and it ended up being Swedish porn? <laughs> no, I told you I tried to pirate the Ang Lee Hulk movie and <laughs> made you watch Swedish porn. <laughs> That is the big news for this week. If you'd like to discuss these stories or anything we missed, hit us up on our Facebook page, where today, Joe Patrick tapped out the complete Joyful Noise script, word for word, last night during the midnight showing, to the delight of internet movie pirates everywhere. I just love Dolly so much. I'm a Queen Latifah guy myself. I knew that. Why don't you go black, baby? DJ, read us a tweet. Why don't you? Twitter update. Our first tweet comes from at KGerard. My wife. Matt Mom's wife. In the other room. She writes, There seems to be a lot of screaming and not a lot of recording. Just saying. That's my lovely wife. Listen, Casey, it's a process, okay? (laughs) Get off our backs. We're artists. Now that we've scolded my wife, it's time to move on to reviews. As always, Joe Patrick and I had a Who Can Collect the Most Celebrity Fake Nude contest of their favorite Joyful Noise star. And unfortunately, everybody wants to see Dolly Parton naked. What is that all about? No love for Queen Latifah. No love for Queen Latifah, the celebrity Photoshop nude sites. You'd think there'd be more than two people in Joyful Noise, but I can't think of them. (laughs) Joe Patrick. Tell them about what you read this week. All right. My review for the week is Transformers More Than Meets the Eye Number 1 from IDW Publishing, written by James Roberts. Go ahead. I, was, I have a little point of order. Art by Nick Roche or Rocha? Roche. Okay. Colored by Josh Burcham. Now, when I was picking up this book to add to the pile, Joe Patrick looked at me and went, Really? Transformers? You're going to read Transformers? And Shut I said, your Joe, face. it's a new book. This is our job, man, to look at things objectively. And read them, and then bitch about how bad they were to our audience. Okay. Take it away, Joe. <laughs> All right. And since Matt feels the need to criticize and uh, call me out every time I read you something that came from the solicitations without first informing you of it, I wrote something on the fly, and here it is. In the wake of the chaos storyline, the war for Cybertron is finally over. Optimus Prime has given up leadership of the Autobots and exiled himself from the planet. And Bumblebee and Rodimus Prime find themselves philosophically opposed about where the Transformers should go from here. More Than Meets the Eye follows Rodimus Prime and his followers as they leave the planet behind to find Utopia and the legendary Knights of Cybertron. Is that good enough for you, Matt yeah, Bomb? That was, that, no, that was good. Did you have anything good. you needed to point no, out? You, you spelled it out, man. That was Thank good. Thank you. So, 
I was skeptical. I have not been a fan of many of IDW's licensed products. I'm not a huge fan of licensed comics in general. There are some exceptions. I really like the Buffy yeah, I gotta stuff be in the right Dark mood. Horse. I definitely have to be in the right mood. Uh, G.I. Joe Cobra, of course, is just beyond reproach. Star Trek is awesome. I don't read Star Trek. Uh, I don't read Star such Trek. such a jerk. <laughs> but I have heard good things. Uh, uh, the guys at the pull list, specifically Sean, is often talking about how good Transformers has been. And I'm like, oh, okay. Every time I listen to it, I'm like, oh, how good could it really be? And then Matt picked picked up Transformers more than me see the number one, and I thought, well, now's my chance. Uh, I thought, you know, it's been like a year-long storyline or something ridiculous, and I thought jumping in with no context would be kind of bad. Yeah, you even said to me, you're going to be totally lost, man. So Optimus Prime is dead. What I, Did you know that? <laughs> so what I did was I picked up the last part of the storyline that came before the relaunch, Transformers The Death of Optimus Prime one-shot, and I read that, and I thought it was just phenomenal. I loved it. I'm not kidding. I don't know. I've heard it's great too. I'm texting Matt and I'm like, you have to read it. It's so good. And so when I sat down to read uh, more than me see at number one, I was actually very excited and I was not disappointed. Matt was right. It was great. There it is. Internet. Matt was right. It, yeah. And I texted him as soon as I read it. I was like, this was surprisingly awesome. Here's the deal. And I jumped in without knowing anything. It's I, true. I have no clue. And, you know, and probably, I loved it. Probably could have. I mean, there's a recap page and it's probably yeah, gave you everything. They spelled you it out know. for yeah. the most part. But, you know. I didn't know who some of the Transformers were. But oh, I, just I still don't. I still yeah, don't there's know. probably been a million new Transformers since I stopped It's been attention. a long time. Yeah. Uh, so here's the deal. Basically... IDW's Transformers books at this point have become Battlestar Galactica, but with more robots. Yeah. It's a really compelling socio-political drama, which sounds really boring. It sounds and it sounds ridiculous for in a the Transformers, world of Transformers comic. Yeah. But, you know, it's got it still has that big sci-fi action you'd expect. And I'm just so drawn in to the story of these two factions. And what it is, is you've got Rodimus Prime and his group. That are going off in search of the lost gods of Cybertron. Well, the really, really cool thing is there's no Autobots or Decepticons anymore. The war is over. The war is over. They're just all Transformers. Yeah. Trying to figure out where they came from and what the hell they do yeah. next. And all of these, all of these, not exiles, something I never thought of before is that in the world of the Transformers, not everybody from Cybertron is either an Autobot or a Decepticon. Yeah, some of them are just... Transformers. So when the war ended, I can't remember what the term was. There was like they call them nails, yeah, non-affiliated non indigenous life forms. Yeah. And so when the war ended, the call went out: "Come home." And thousands yeah, done and thousands fighting. of refugees came Sorry, home to Cybertron. You guys, come home, <laughs> non-combatants, and the political situation on Cybertron is super tense. Yeah, it's crazy. You've got Rodimus and his group who are searching for like the lost gods and utopia of Cybertron and then you've got Bumblebee. Right, who's just like, no. Who is Adama. We have to stay home. And he's like, home. you guys are crazy. Stay home and, and rebuild what happened Yeah, here. the Knights of Cybertron are not real. We have to survive. And it's so gripping. I, there's I am a really, totally sucked in. There's a really human aspect to it, too. Yeah, like, yeah. The characters themselves, they're funny. They're scary. Like, yeah. They, Some of, it's they it's have, not just ridiculous. They have real personalities. They've taken the spirit. And they have unique voices. They've really taken the spirit of the old cartoon that I loved so much and updated it and made it a little more human and, and, and fun. And actually really interesting. I'm going to go back and read the entire last series. I'm, this I'm, excited yeah. me about Transformers. Yeah, I know. I can't I believe it. I did not know that was possible. But it was well written. It was clever to comment on the art a little bit. 
Uh, I really loved the coloring yeah. of all things uh, you know, by Josh Burcham. Uh, it's got a it's a nice soft color palette, but it looked like the old cartoon. It looked like the Hasbro cartoon, and, and it contributes to the alien atmosphere because not everything was earth tones. Right. It was purples and right. a lot of weird colors, uh, but not like over the top glaring. Uh, it was just really well blended, and it helped a lot with telling the robots apart which is not always the easiest with this art style. Uh, I thought the art was good, but I thought there were some storytelling problems and it didn't help that there was a lot of I voices. didn't really know all the There's a lot of voices. I will all say the, that. Uh, yeah, yeah, and characters. And I found it a little hard to follow, which brings me to my next point. There is so much going on in this comic. <laughs> yeah. There is a 8 million subplots, which is fine. This is the first issue, set everything up, I, I'm fine with it, and hopefully Roberts can keep everything woven together, but I can see how it might have the potential to lose a little focus. So, overall, I'm totally sucked in, I plan on following it, and I'll probably go back. Yeah, I'm going back. And I cannot wait for the other title, Robots in Disguise, in two weeks. This is another fantastic example of what IDW does best with their licensed products. I'm giving this a gigantic buy it. Strong buy it? No question. Like, you you might not even know that you like Transformers comics. Pick this up. It was fun. I I heartily, heartily recommend it. And don't worry about not having read it. I was fine. Matt, tell the kids what you read. I picked up the Scarlet Spider, number one, from Marvel. This one is written by Chris Yost with art by Ryan Stegman. Stegman, kind of an up-and-coming artist. He's been around for the past couple years here and there. He uh, worked on some fill-ins on Amazing Spider-Man. He did some. Uh, he did the Dakin X-23 crossover thing, and he was also on Hercules Prince of Power, the 2010 one that came out. He's, like I said, up-and-coming guy. He's fantastic here. Really, really solid and a great choice for a book about a 90s throwaway character that spun out of the Clone Wars like Kane. The Clone Wars. Uh, pardon me. <laughs> the Clone the, Saga. Uh, the Clone Saga. Pardon me. A lot of clone stuff going on. Yeah. We all like to make fun of The Amazing Spider-Man in the 90s and it's easy to do so. But truth be told, there was some really fun stuff that happened well, in the Clone Saga. Listen. And I like Kane. I liked the Clone Saga. I just thought it had a terrible ending it ended really poorly and i think that's all anybody remembers was yeah. how bad it ended that it, it it drug on for way too long and they ended it in the worst way possible and when they started revisiting this stuff in the pages of amazing spider-man we all went oh no <laughs> it's happening again true. and then they brought kane back and they but the what they've done with them you basically i should mention this is not ben riley this is kane in the scarlet spider suit and they did a really good job of spelling out who Kane is in a few panels. And in the yeah. back of the book, they have the entire history of Kane spelled out in like those Marvel recap things that they do where they show like all the old yeah, storylines. I love those. I'm a total fool for those because I can't keep track of the half these Marvel characters. saga is what they call them. Right. And a great way to do it. Chris Yost, who I love, I really enjoy. But he seems to only really do short stints on things. He's like a six-issue guy, and that's really it. Ever since he stopped with uh, X-Men Mutant Academy. New X-Men, yeah. Yeah, which was fantastic. And that, he was co-writing Craig Kyle and Chris Yost for a team at that point. Yes. And Craig Kyle kind of went away, so I don't know what he Yeah, did. he did kind of vanish, didn't he? I'm sure with a simple Google search, I'll yeah. discover that, but I don't... 
this was time. not a book that I was particularly excited for. I picked it up. Because I was so excited. Were you really? <laughs> yes, I love the Scarlet Spider. Really? Yes. See, I always thought the hooded sweatshirt Scarlet Spider was one of the most embarrassing oh, things that ever happened I at Marvel. Loved it. Oh, I loved it. But I read Spider Island. I really liked what they set up with Kane being cured and having a new lease on life. Then the Marvel Point One came out where they sort of previewed this storyline, and I gotta say. I'm in. I'm reading this one. I, it's going to be fun. I, I like the idea of Kane not knowing what to do with his life, and he's been so inexplicably tied to Peter Parker for so long, and he goes, screw it. I'm going to put on a Spider-Man suit. I don't know what else to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yost does a really good job showing the struggle because Kane, all Kane wants to do is ignore everything. He just wants to leave. And run away. And he can't. He can't do it because... Deep down, he's Peter Parker. Part of him has Peter Parker's hero spirit in him. Yeah, it's true. But this was, it was fun. And Ryan Stegman's art helped make this a lot of fun. It felt kind of flashy and 90s and kind of wacky. And I think this book is going to be a really good time. I'm giving this a buy it. Strong buy it. I loved it. Yeah, it was a fun book and it looked really good. Now, the challenge here is going to be how they set it apart from Spider-Man. Because they're going to have to make this distinctly different. It can't be another... Spider-Man clone book. They said they have to make Kane a new character. That's where this could be difficult, but I want to see how they do it. I'm in for the run. Yeah, I'm totally excited. Good job, guys. So that is a strong double buy it for Transformers and a strong double buy it for the Scarlet Spider number one. We agree. Really good this week. We agree on everything. Man, crazy. Except for what number of podcasts we're on. We just a tweet, jerk. Our next tweet. Don't let it be our last. Comes from Aaron Myers, who wants to know what title would you want DC to launch right now? And with what creator slash artist? Also, love the show. Also, Pumpernickel. Uh, I can tell you, easy. Grant Morrison's Superman. And I don't care who draws it, but I'd love it if Frank quietly did it. Hmm. That would be smoking sexy cool. <laughs> tell him. Personally, I would really love it if there was a new Starman ongoing series not following jack knight obviously his story is done but following mikhail the new starman i would really love it if james robinson could continue mikhail's story we know at least most of starman is still in continuity yeah um you if you want to ignore all that stuff about him being in the jla fine yeah i'd be okay with it because nothing really came of it but i i think there's just still a lot of a room to tell stories in that world uh, without ever having to bring back, you know, Jack Knight. So. Thank you for the tweet, Aaron Myers. You're a mensch. Now, it's time to part the beaded curtain and enter the THN Sanctum Sanctor. Of course the curtain is beaded. Well, yeah. Sexy. <laughs> Mystic. <laughs> Where are your hands? <laughs> Where our manservant has infused our herbal tea with scraping of the fungus of Thopa. Yeah, gross, right? Which will allow our consciousness to witness comics from the future. Matt Bomb. Strippy. Tell me what you see. Next week, I'm excited for Lord of the Jungle, number one. But I still can't figure out whether or not just calling him Tarzan. <laughs> this one is by Arvid Nelson, with art by Roberto Castro. It better be great, because I love me some Tarzan. And it's been quite a while since we've had a good Tarzan comic. I have so little interest in Tarzan. It's amazing. That's because you're dead inside. Joe, what are you excited for? Don't laugh at me. But my choice for next week is Prophet. 
Number 21. Oh, it looks totally weird. Yes, yes, that prophet. I'm actually kind of excited. This book is by Brandon Graham of King City, with art by Simon Roy and Marion Churchland. This is the first of Rob Liefeld's radically reimagined extreme <laughs> comeback books. <laughs> Which he has very little to do with. Did I just call them radically reimagined? Radically extreme. <laughs> but I love Brandon. You're welcome, by the way, Rob Life. <laughs> but I love Brandon Graham. I think this is going to be cool. And I am really intrigued by it, so... It's time for the giant two-headed monster that is the two-headed nerd to pull its legs and arms into its armored shell and fart fire from the hole, sending us hurtling through the air, camera style, while reviewing ten comics at supersonic giant turtle-esque speeds during your 2012 inaugural Ludicrous Speed Round. Ludicrous Speed, go! The Shade, number four. This is your monthly notification that the shade number four is awesome. This, really though, this issue was like perfect comic this booking. Was momentous, yeah. Darwin Cook did the art. It's amazing. Quite possibly first ever transvestite superhero. Maybe? I don't know. Google it. Buy it. Dark Matter, number one. Uh, you know, this one could be good. I didn't love the art. It's it didn't got grab this me. Event Horizon kind of feel, but then it's just like a killer robot shows up. I wanted to enjoy it more than I did. Skim it. Amazing Spidey, 677. Part one of the much-awaited Daredevil crossover. This one's written by Mark Wade, art by Emma Rios. It was amazing. It was really good. It simultaneously felt like an issue of Spider-Man and an issue of Daredevil. And the art was sexy, man. Ah, I loved it. I loved it. Can't wait for part two next week. Buy it. Farrell's number one. Uh, David Lapham is a guy I keep wanting to fall in love with because I loved his stray bullet so much, but it's been a long time since I really cared about anything he's written too much. Farrell's is a werewolf story. It didn't do much for me. There were boobs. There was gore. There were boobs that turned into gore. It was Avatar. I didn't even pick it up. Leave it. Avengers Annual number one. You remember last week on episode 48, the Golden Beppo show? Where I said that Ultimate Spider-Man was everything wonderful about Brian Michael Bendis. Listen, how many stories do we have to have where the public hates the Avengers? Okay, time out. I thought the explanation for why Simon Williams is bad was pretty cool. He's telling the same story in more than one book at the same time! Now, it's not necessarily his fault that this book... Leave it! It's not necessarily his fault that this book probably should have come out more than a year ago. Wolverine and the X-Men, Alpha and Omega, number one. Uh, this is kind of a fun, this Brian Wood is doing this one, and it's kind of a fun story, but I don't understand why this has to be a limited series. Why can't they do this in the book? Why, like, did Brian Wood write this and then decide he couldn't do the series and Jason Aaron took it over? It just feels a little tertiary. I loved it. I thought it was great. I, I mean, think I you're crazy. I thought it was crazy. fun, but I want to see where it goes. Still giving it a buy. Nah. Uncanny X-Force 19.1. Howard. This was unexpected fun. Uh, Rick Remender setting up the new Age of Apocalypse series. Art by Billy Tan. It was really good. Another I, character named Prophet, by the way. Was there? The human guy. Eh, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I thought it was a lot of fun. I'm giving it a buy it. The Lone Ranger, number one. Not as good as the last Lone Ranger series. Yeah, it, that's it, what I heard. Lacking in art, lacking in story. Sorry, Andy Parks. I like it. You're a nice guy. Didn't do it for me. Leave it. Ooh. Whispers, number one. Let me tell you a little something about the Luna Brothers. The other one is better. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I can't say that. Sorry, Luna Brothers. I can't say that. Well, that's already on the air, no, buddy. No, 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 no. That's already on the air. No. Nope. I'm giving it a leave it. This was not good. Yeah, in all seriousness, normally I like the Luna Brothers. This was not very strong. Uh, the art was a little awkward, and the writing was bad. Leave it. 
Wham! That is your ludicrous speed round. And wham is the sound it makes when Spider-Man kicks some balaclava wearing fool in the face. <laughs> I said baklava. <laughs> That's racist. As seen in this week's issue of Amazing Spider-Man 677. What's a balaclava? And now you know. It's the mask with the Bal- eye holes balaclava. and the mouth holes. It's a balaclava. It's time once again for Ask a Nerd. You've got the questions, and since we have two heads, obviously we know twice as much as the average nerd. It's true. So bring on the queries. This week, Michael writes by email, quote, I'm going to try and stump you with an Ask a Nerd question, but I think it's only fair if I ask something that I know the answer to. That was not a direct quote because I cannot read straight. <laughs> the question is, do you know the Latin phrase that Strikeforce Morituri got its name from and the English translation? That is a series that I always thought was one of the best ever that no one talks about. Very interesting, though, that Marvel just re-released the first issue. And it's true, Marvel just reprinted Strikeforce Morituri number one for 99 cents because there are some high-quality Strikeforce Morituri trade paperback reprints coming out. And who they want to who sell wrote this? Strikeforce Morituri was a series that came out in the 80s. Uh, it was written by Peter Gillis and James Hudnall. Who were never who, heard from again? There were No, they were big names all up and down the, the 80s and part of the 90s. Man, I just don't recognize those names. Yeah, it's true. They and I never a lot read of this. Stuff as well. I thought this was the New Universe book. This is not It's not. This book. book took place in the future. It was not tied to the Marvel Universe. It was no Kickers Incorporated. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was no Spitfire and the Troubleshooters. <laughs> am I right, ladies? Strikeforce Mortuary revolved around a rotating cast of uh, people that volunteered to be subjected to experiments that gave them superpowers to fight off an alien invasion. But the catch was, if you volunteered, the powers were going to burn you out and kill you within a year. Uh-oh. Yeah. And I have never read it, but I've really wanted to, and I'm excited for the trade. Since that re-release, the first issue came out, people have been screaming about how great this book is. It's, it's and, kind and of I mean, a cult say, favorite. Like, creators are yeah, screaming yeah. about it. You know, I've never read this one either. I have to now. Let's get back to the question. Okay. Strikeforce Moratori. So, full disclosure, Michael wrote when a When I was young, very... I thought it was mortuary. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Michael wrote a very nice complimentary email. I responded by reading his name incorrectly and calling him by his last name first. Way to go. Because... That's how much I care. We pay attention. But the bottom line was he asked about Strikeforce Mortuary, and I was so curious that I looked it up. Yeah, I don't know. Because, to be honest, I don't know. Stumped. Congratulations, I, Michael. I did know what the tagline was. The tagline to Those the series was, was, we who are about to we die. We who are about to die. And I knew that the actual line referred to an, the old Latin phrase, which in English translates to, we who are about to die salute you. Ah. But I don't know the, I didn't know the origin of the phrase or what the actual Latin phrase Isn't was. Isn't it the gladiatorial thing? Yeah, it's old, ancient, ancient gladiatorial stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and they would, you know, they would say, they we, would turn we to like who the are emperor about to die salute thee. Yeah. And then Russell Crowe fights the, Thumbs you know, down and then. The Decapitations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, right. Uh, that is a great question, and Strikeforce Mortuary is not something that comes up a lot. Yeah, that's a fun way to bring that book up. Thank and you, Mike. I, I have to admit, I was stumped. I knew part of the answer, but not the full answer. I'm saying, Michael, you stumped yeah. the two headed Congratulations nerd. on your nerd stripe, sir. Yeah. If you want to try and stump Joe Patrick, or you just have a nerdy question to ask, email us at twoheadednerd at gmail.com. And even if we don't read it on the show, we do try to answer every question that we receive. Sort of, sort of break, it, break it down like down, this. Down, 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 down. 
And that is it for your first two-headed nerd comic cast of the last year of man's time on Earth. But before the, the second two-headed nerd oh, comic cast, before the fires of Armageddon sweep over the planet this December, remember to subscribe to our show on iTunes. And while you're there, leave us a star rating or even a short written review. And hey, if you already subscribed, tell a friend about the show, huh? Come on! Legs broken? That's what my my grandpa would say. Why would you... Get it yourself, aren't you? Legs broken? <laughs> Moving along. Huge... <laughs> Huge thanks to this week's donors, Michael and Nick. And if you'd like to keep us in toilet reading, give me a second. That's where we read our comics. Let's not lie. Mm. I'm on the toilet right now. (laughs) You can make your donation in any amount by clicking our donate button at TwoHeadedNerd.com. While you're there, you can find links to our Twitter feed and our email, TwoHeadedNerd at gmail.com, where you can beg for reading suggestions from the comic pushers who will return in the blinged out THN hoopty next week. Oh, man. And keep your THN mascot art coming for the official THN mascot contest. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we have a web designer. That means, real quick here, we have a new website. Real quick? Quick enough for you, old man. If that's not enough for you, head over to our Facebook page where you can become a fan of THN and answer the question of the week. This week's query, what is your favorite licensed property? We talked about Transformers earlier. There's a ton of really good ones out there. We want to know what your favorite is. Rom. Rom? Rom Space Night, I'm going to say currently licensed property. Rom Space Night! Guess what? Do- he doesn't exist. He's gone. You're never going to see him uh, again. They even call it, like, the unnamed or whatever. Dumb. Before we go, our weekly shout-out goes to Tony Wright of Champion City Comics, who is right. We do need to give more love to web comics, And that is one of our THN New Year's resolutions. Word to you, Tony, and be sure to check out championcitycomics.com. Until next time. Did you quality check that link before you recommended it? I absolutely did. Until next time, true believers. This is the Two-Headed Nerd, signing off. See you next week for episode 50. Episode 49. Episode 50. Can't wait. 50. 49. 50. Yeah!